Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident masshole, Ian Cusick. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. We have a special guest today, somebody, I, one of my favorite people on Twitter, Strike a Nation. How you doing tonight, Strike a Nation? I'm doing good, y'all. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, been waiting to do this for a while, but let's get to it. Hey, it's our pleasure to have you, man. Thank you guys very much. All right. All right, so we're gonna we're starting off with potential baseball Hall of Famers and people that should be in the Hall of Fame because there are some people that are left out that should be in, like Pete Rose and Barry Bonds. People might not like Barry Bonds, but Barry Bonds was very good and deserves a spot in Cooperstown, in my opinion. I I sort of agree. Obviously, I mean, you you can't just give me a bat and I'm and steroids. I'm not going to hit 763 home runs. Of course, so. of course. And like, obviously, if you give someone steroids, it doesn't innately mean that they have the hand-eye coordination to hit dingers the way Barry Bonds did. Because <clears throat> what Barry Bonds did was just straight up like insane. Like that 70 home run season was just or. It was the 73 home runs? It, yeah, it was, 73. It was 70 plus, and we probably won't get another season like that again no, for a very not. long time. Even, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It is. It's. We were younger. I don't yeah. remember it by heart, but that, looking back on that year, just looking at the numbers, that was an unbelievable year, and it probably won't ever be matched again. Probably, yeah, probably not. not. Because it, even now, we're in a very, very big home run era now and I don't think we're even going to get 70 from like Stanton or JD or Judge so yeah cause like if you think about it he hit Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs in 162 games that means he was averaging one like every other game that's just that's not insane. possible for something for someone to that's sustain not, something like I, that I was just about to say that's not human but it technically wasn't so <laughs> yeah, he and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, all these guys that hit a lot of home runs. Hank Aaron. Hank yeah. Aaron was a... Yeah, like, I'm talking about, like, the guys in the steroid era that were using that were using it, the PEDs and all it, that. And it does raise the question to me, though. Are we in another steroid era and we just don't know it yet? Or is this just, like, the peak of human evolution for baseball, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, numbers, like... Everyone's like, there's a lot of advanced metrics going into baseball now. Like, everyone's using all, like, exit velocity and all this other stuff. And it's, it's just like, it's trying to enhance the sport, I guess, a little bit. But the home run has been in these last few years, like, all over baseball. Especially, yes, especially now because you have two of the best home run hitters from last year in stand and judge on the same team. So. And it's the Yankees, and if you follow baseball, you know the Yankees because they're just the evil empire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They they definitely became the evil empire again once they acquired Stanton, but they did have they did have Judge already. But yeah, oh, Judge, we were farming Judge. Yeah, definitely. They they did a, they did a really good job with their farm system, getting all these young yeah. players into their lineup. Speaking of farm systems, uh, sorry to cut you off, uh, Ian. How's the uh, the Boston farm system looking? 
Not ideal, Bryce. Let me tell you, it is just not ideal. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a feeling that's why you asked. Um, yeah, not a lot of great prospects in our system, but uh, I feel like Dave Dombrowski's kind of in a win now, except the consequences later mode. That's why he's throwing money at literally anything that moves, but that's been the Dombrowski way since, you know, as long as I can remember him being here. No, I saw that uh, you can go strike. I apologize. Uh, no, you're good, man. Um, I was going to say, at the same time, it seems like the Red Sox have not lost the game all season because they're on that this true. They are horrid win pace. Like, what are they on pace for? 100. They're on pace wins? for like 112 wins or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're insane. It's they're, what they've been doing has been real, nothing short of insane. I didn't think. Like they would get close to being on pace to match that 0-1 Mariners team. I know it didn't end well for the that Mariners team, and the Red Sox are aspiring for more than that. But it's still crazy that they're winning all these games. And they and they the JD Martinez acquisition might arguably be the best acquisition of any baseball team from the last offseason. I it, think it, it's, it's got to be a better statement, right? Because um, yeah, that, it is, that it's technically numbers wise a better accusation than Stanton. Yes, even though people definitely fairly thought that the MVP of the NL was a better accusation than JD. Oh, I, I don't think I, I don't think anybody was thinking that it would be otherwise. Because um, yeah. I mean, you put Stan in a park like Yankee Stadium, he's going to hit bombs. <laughs> He's yeah, going off. He just hit 300. It's 300 tonight, so congratulations. You know, as a Red Sox Stanton. fan, oh, yeah, right. uh, I'll congratulate Mr. Stanton on that. That's a great feat. Not a lot of people do that, so congrats to him. Yeah, it's but definitely a big, good club you want to be in. I was going to bring up this tweet because I saw it earlier in the week, and it was a verified Boston News Sports account calling for um, the exit of Dombrowski because of how bad the bullpen has been. Okay, that's that's what every Boston fan has said, fire Dombrowski at some point. I'm sure if you go back far enough, <laughs> you'll find a tweet of mine saying, fire Dombrowski. Literally, I just, it's fans. unbelievable to me, though, because they have, it's not even September when we're recording this. It's 8-30-2018, it's and they have 90 wins plus, and people still 92? want him out. Yeah. I think it's something like 92, and it's not September. And they want Dombrowski fired because the bullpen hasn't been off the snuff. Like, are you kidding? Dude. Boston fans, you know, I love being a Boston sports fan. Um, there's just so much I love about it. But uh, Boston sports fans, they, I definitely understand why people don't like them. Uh, they're very spoiled. Um, myself oh, included, absolutely. I'm a spoiled Boston fan. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. But... It's it's uh, not pretty sometimes because, you know, we we're so used to just dominating that like if there's any sort of slip up like, let's say the bullpen gives up a couple runs to the Rays even though we still win the game handsomely, or th that was yeah. this was the Marlins the Marlins it was the Marlins. Sorry, my irrelevant Florida. I'm sorry. Teams. I apologize that you guys didn't beat the Marlins by enough runs to. Yeah, we, be we, sad we, we only beat them by seven, so I had to go out and fight someone. <laughs> had to go eat some horse shit in the street because we didn't win by enough runs tonight. We didn't get the over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
so we went off track a little bit because we're talking about Hall of Famers, but um, Hall of Famers that you guys think are in the game of baseball right now. I'm going to give one example and say like Miguel Cabrera or Adrian Beltre, maybe King Felix. Maybe. Mm, uh, I think maybe. I think King Felix is like on the bubble for that, but I think I could how definitely. How about how about Albert Pujols? Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely! Not Without even a doubt. doubt. He'll be first ballot. That's a one hundred percent. He's probably He'll be first, first ballot. ballot. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely got to be first ballot. Say, I, I would say I would say Miguel. Miguel Cabrera is kind of pushing it too. Yeah, maybe even Belcher. Maybe he's a possibility. I think that triple that triple crown, I think, is going to be enough because we haven't seen one in such a long time. He's he amazing. Miggy was unbelievable in his prime. Oh my goodness! So I, I think Miggy will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's Beltre's. Beltre's a no doubter for me. Easily, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Beltre, Beltre has. You know, Beltre, he hit 3,000 hits, I believe it was last season. Um, you know, he's just been he's been one of those guys that, like, you can't hate Beltre because he's just no. so good. He, you can't hate Beltre. He's a fan favorite. He's one, like, I think, I don't think I've met any, like, known any MLB fan that doesn't like him. Cause How can you hate him? He's awesome. He's, so, he's awesome. Yeah, exactly. He's so awesome. There's a couple of MLB players you really can't hate. There's like Bartolo Colon, who we you don't, can't, you can't, you can't Cologne. hate because big sexy it's big goat. sexy. He won't be a Hall of Famer, Sadly, but he's a goat. I, I will, I will endorse a campaign <laughs> that goes for putting him in the Hall of Fame. I will endorse that campaign 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, we need a GoFundMe to put uh, Bartolo Colon in <laughs> the Hall of Fame. He was we'll a Yankee at one point. He, he played for everybody at one point, Bryce. He's, he's played for like 15 teams. A, he's been on a lot of teams. Yeah, he's been around the league. He's been around. Ichiro. How can we forget Ichiro? Ichiro. Oh, yeah, oh my. Well, no Ichiro's not doubt. playing anymore, though. Ichiro retired. Did he retire last year? He retired. I, I think he retired at the beginning of this season. This season, yeah, but he's a no doubter either yeah. way. Thousand percent. Yep, absolutely. There's a couple other people. Jeter's a no doubter in a couple of years. Mo next year, I think. I think Mo is yeah, eligible for Hall of Fame next year. Uh, I do want to go. I really want to go to that induction and Jeter's. Um. Big Poppy will be in the Hall of Fame. I yeah, think. I'm, I want to go to that three, one. Three years? He retired in 2016, so if it's five years, I think yeah, it's three 2021. Years. Yeah, yeah, so 2021. Years. A-Rod. Is A-Rod going to be put in the Hall of Fame? <sighs> that's oh, that's a rough one. because like I think he should be, but the way they've treated Pete Rose and Barry Bonds, he might he not probably be. won't, although I'll say he should be. If we want I mean, Barry they Bonds let him on MLB Network. They can't hate him that much, right? It, I mean, I guess you, I guess that's a fair point. I mean, how can they put... Because David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez are now co-hosts, technically. So how are they going to put one in the Hall of Fame and not the other one? I think that's going to cause problems. So I think they might put A-Rod in the Hall. I mean, that's, uh, how that's, about that's, that's, that's how a valid Holiday? I don't know. I, I mean, I, have I don't to look know. At, I'll have to look at what Roy Halladay. He's yeah. He's a, I mean, he's an eight-time All-Star. He has a World Series. Yeah, he yeah, won. He, he won. Yes, he does. Yeah. He does. He does. Yes, he was on the Philly team that won. He also threw. He threw a no-hitter in the postseason. Yeah, I think yes, he, th- he threw a no-hitter yeah. that postseason, right? I yeah, think it he, was that postseason he threw a no-hitter. Yeah, he led. He led the league and wins twice. Uh, That's this is definitely a Hall of Fame resume. So oh, and he did throw a perfect maybe. game. 
Yes. You threw a perfect yeah, game in 2010. That might be that might be Hall of Famer. Well. Over over 2,500 strikeouts. Yeah, I think that's probably Hall of Famer to me. I mean, everybody loved Roy Holiday. Yeah, Roy Holiday. Tragic what happened. Oh, absolutely yeah. awful. You know, Roy Holiday was one of my yeah. favorite pitchers yeah. growing up. I. I, I pitched in little league, so I tried to. So I mimicked guys like Roy Halladay a lot when I was learning how to pitch, because like you know, you, I grew up watching him dominate teams. It was really hard not to like him, and it, it was just it. I was, I was distraught when I saw he died. I was like, that was just one of those guys oh, you grew up watching. It yeah, like, it's I like, couldn't if, like, believe it. I was like, what? It would be like no if way. like uh, Tom Brady died from here, or like Manny Ramirez, something like that. I would just. It's another one. I would be so Ramirez. upset. Yeah, for the Hall of Fame, yes. Manny yes, Ramirez. absolutely. Uh, I think he'll be. Yeah, he should be. Okay, and um, uh, I just wanted to clarify something. Uh, Roy Halladay was not on the 08 Phillies team that won the World Series, but he did throw a no-hitter in the 2010 NLDS, which was his first season in Philly. Wait, he was still in Toronto. He was in Toronto until That's 2009. Right. Oh, he was. I thought he was on that. Oh, no, I'm, lo- I'm looking at he was right on now. That yeah, I'm... My bad on that. Nah, that's all right. But still, I mean, a perfect game, a postseason no hitter, twenty five hundred plus strikeouts, two hundred oh, plus wins. Speaking of which, how about Justin Verlander? Would Verlander be get any? I'm not sure about I first know, if, battle, if, if he retired today. He might be. I don't think he'd be first ballot if he retired today. But well, he, he still, did get it. He did get really good. He's still really good, though. So yeah, he, he's yeah, one of the few pitchers to win MVP. So like, yeah, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer. He could. I think. I don't think he'll be a first ballot, like Bryce said. But I feel like he's definitely. He'll be. He, he has a Hall of Famer resume. I, agree. I would say that too. We um, could. We could start a um, something about this. Detroit has had like every good pitcher in the league right now. Like Max Scherzer, Scherzer, Verlander, just in the had them in the same rotation. Yeah, and they didn't win anything. Didn't they, they had Mickey, JD, Verlander, and Scherzer, and many more. They had Rick and they didn't Rosello, win anything. Um, I think they had David Price in that rotation too. Anibal Sanchez, who was pretty good. Yeah, he had a pretty good run there, definitely. So mm, that's insane how they didn't win anything out of that. Yeah. um... That's, yeah, it's definitely insane. Uh, how about for another Hall of Famer, Andy Pettit? How's, how, As a Yankee, yes. But that, obviously, I don't remember when he retired because he came back once. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember when he retired. Um, he wouldn't be a first ballot, I don't think, but probably a Hall of Famer. Retired in 2013. So he'd be, if, if he was going to make first ballot, it'd be this year. Yes, so, this yeah. would be. Yeah, this would be. This would be his first eligible year, so I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like I feel like Pettit's on the outside looking in right now. I'm not gonna say he's not gonna make it because he could. I just don't think he's like got the. They put some people. The Baseball Hall of Fame is very weird. It is the weirdest Hall of Fame in all sports. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Because I guarantee you, they're gonna wait till Pete Rose dies to put him in the Hall of Fame, which absolutely sucks. But they're probably gonna do that. Because I, for some reason, they think what he did was just so demonic. Like, oh my God, you ruined baseball. You can't go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, God forbid he bets on his own team winning. Yeah, you know. I mean, I understand that that's, you know, 
not great and you shouldn't do that. But uh, there's people that have done worse. Yeah, oh yeah, there's been there's been a whole bunch of worse. I don't know why they worse. why do they hate Pete Rose so much? Like I just don't understand it. It's like he he okay he bet on his own team to win, but it's not like he was like throwing. Yeah, there's no evidence that he was like shaving points or anything. I, I don't know, man. Like if he was shaving points, that's one thing, but like they should just let him in. Yeah, I, I feel I like think it's, I feel it's like not it like Shoeless Joe he's... Jackson, where like he was confirmed. To oh, that's another points. one that I am furious about. Shoeless Joe Jackson should definitely be in the Hall of Fame, without a question. Yeah, he had a really good career, but I mean, there's always that question of whether or not he shaved points. I'm pretty sure he did Ouch. shave points, so that's a different case. If he did, rose. it was over a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, long that's also time true. Ago. Like, are you, have you really not forgiven him at this point? I mean, if he if he's shaving points, that's like, like. <sighs> okay, you got to understand something. Sports was super rigged back then. Anyway, the MLB was not as strong as it was today. Okay. These players were not getting paid millions of dollars. They had to pick up, like, winter jobs. If you're Shoeless Joe Jackson, and you're not exactly a rich man, but you're playing, you know, a sport you love, but you need money, you're not going to take that? Come on. It was 100-plus years ago. Just let it go, man. Let him in the hall. So what? So what? He earned some money. This I, like I just don't know if it's, if it's appropriate to put something like that that lightly. If you're like, if you're like purposely losing games for money, that's I like kind of. Listen, I understand, but this shit was in like 1908. Yeah, I I get that, and like he was bet a load of money in that time. It was like a, I think it was bet like a hundred, or he was given like a hundred dollars to forfeit a game, which was an absurd amount of money back that's then. It's huge. That's a big amount of money back then. Yeah, but I think it just raises more questions. Like, wow, he was given a ton of money to throw games. The Hall of Fame is already questionable in baseball anyway. Sure, that's another discussion we can have. Screw it. Just let him in, man. Yeah, I would just let him in at this point. Just let him in. I don't know. I'm going to have to to disagree with you guys on that. Who, Who else is playing right now you guys think could be a Hall of Famer? Mookie bets if he keeps it up. Okay, sure. let's relax. If we're, if we're talking, if we're talking, if we're talking young talent, can you think of a young talent that like? Wait a minute, hold it's on. Mookie I'm Betts talking, and Aaron Judge okay, are like I young, was saying, among young talent. I okay. I should have clarified. Young. I should have clarified. But I was talking, no doubt, Hall of Famers, not I, like hypothetical. I, I, they keep I, what they're doing right fair. now up Hall of Famers. That's fair. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Because now it's going to sound like a homer pick. He was just like. Mookie Betts should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't make the rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, okay, I, okay, I jumped the gun on that one a little bit. I should have. Uh, I should have implied that have. it was young talent that you could see being in the Hall of Fame. That's if Mike Trout retired right now, would he be a Hall of Famer? I don't oh, think so. Well, I don't know. I would. I'm gonna would say bubble. He's on the bubble. You know that's, what? Yeah, that's a lot. Better. You know what, Mike Trout? I think if you put if you gave another player's Mike Trout's stats. I don't think he'd be in the Hall of Fame, but I think Mike Trout would get into the Hall of Fame because Mike he's Trout, Mike Trout. Mike Trout has been the MLB's John Cena, you know. Yes, that's a perfect. <laughs> he's analogy. been their poster boy for years, so 
I don't know. Maybe they. I think he, he. I think he has a ticket to the Hall of Fame, no matter what he does for the rest of his career, just because he's been their like number one guy. I mean, now they're kind of phasing him out for like Judge and Mookie, but for a long time he was the face of the baseball. So, so yeah, my, be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I would say his career trajectory seems to point to him being in Cooperstown. But he's got to do some things in the postseason. I know the Angels. I know there. that's just the one that's, thing. It's like yeah, it's it's a shame yeah. that the Angels are are. Uh, I don't. I, I'm trying imagine, to imagine. They're not great. <laughs> imagine a prime pool host with Trout and Otani right now, though. Imagine that not, team would be scary. We're not a few years. We're kind of a few years removed from when Pujols hit. Didn't he hit 40 home runs a couple years back? I like, believe you're right. I don't remember, but he's obviously hasn't been in his prime in a long time. So, I mean, it's, you even uh, say things like that, and yet he can still rip the ball. So that's just like... Oh, I know, but I mean, I'm talking prime. Oh, no, I like know, prime. prime yeah, was not prime team, Albert. That dude was something else, man. That man was unbelievable. Yeah, he was yeah, a bad Pujols. man. Pools will be in Cooperstown the minute he retires. Yeah, for oh, sure. But, the minute the clock strikes five years from the time he retired, that man's probably, I'm going to say he'll be either the third, second or third, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Because I really think Jeter will be the first 100% Hall of Famer. But yeah, in terms of just active players, the ones that are locked are like are Cabrera, uh, Beltre, and Pujols for me in terms of just not non-pitchers. What do you think? What about Bryce Harper? Obviously, right now he's not a Hall of Famer, but I mean, he's uh, he's probably getting there. Uh you know, I don't think Bryce Harper's proven himself yet to be to be like a guaranteed he Hall hasn't of Famer. Proven himself. All right, yet. let me let me clarify what I mean by that. Bryce Harper's been in the MLB for how long? It's been a few years. This is the seventh season. This, this is the seventh season. Okay, so clearly I'm a little behind on time, but I don't think he's had. A Hall of Fame worthy career yet, but I feel like he has the talent to be a Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, it's hard to have a whole Hall of Fame career in seven years, and especially in baseball. So yeah. he's uh, he's not there yet. I wouldn't say he's there yet, but he could certainly get there. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would say. I would say the same. I, I agree. I think. Um, I think if he keeps this up, what he's doing right now, I think he will make it to the Hall of Fame. People still gotta remember this guy is like he's still twenty five years old. He he turns twenty six in October. I know he's still super young. Yeah, it's and he's I, he's got a lot of time to prove himself. But this is a like this is a really big year for him because we don't know what yeah, he's gonna do. Nationals, we don't really know what he's gonna do after. Yeah, we've we've talked about because, this because the Nationals aren't making the playoffs. So I doubt he comes back. Yeah, they're deaf. They're mo- they are more they're likely out. than not to miss it. They yeah. are out. They're it's out. Pretty much so, the Braves and Phillies in the NL East. I, I don't know where he ends up. Yeah. So, so if if Bryce Harper go if Bryce Harper leaves in free agency this year and goes to a contender, that's only going to help his odds at becoming a Hall of Famer. Absolutely, I think he knows that. So I doubt he'll be in Washington next season. Yeah, it's a shame the Nationals are. Uh, history Wilson. of bad postseason guys. I can't that. believe they haven't won one series, though. Like that's, that just seems like sad. so improbable, right? Because baseball's been around for so long. We got to remember the Nationals have only been around since two thousand five. 
That's true. Well, they were the Expos, but yeah. You know. I I don't think they got the Expos in that though. No, they don't. They obviously yeah. don't. So, I mean, it's kind of weird how they count the Sounder or the Sounders, the Supersonics for uh, OKC's history, but they don't count it the Expos for the Nationals. It's kind of weird. But... That is a little weird, but. Sports Two different leagues, man. Two different leagues. Sports are weird. All right, so I'm, I'm going to just drop the question right now. Are the Yankees going to catch the Red Sox? Are the Yankees uh, going to catch the Red Sox? Striker, I'll let you answer that first. Because you sound like you had something um, to say. No, well, I, I guess I can't answer it first. Um, I don't think they will. Not because I don't think they can do it. It's just that I feel like the Red Sox, like, Win pace is really hard to overcome at this point, and if they can, if they can win this, if the Yankees can win a series against the Red Sox, like anywhere before the end of the month, they could, or before the end of the season, the regular season, they could. But it's been it's been tough sledding, especially with the Yankees injuries. It's been tough sledding for them, so I I don't think they will. I'm. I'm gonna have to sadly agree. I think it's just too late. Yeah, and that too. It's already September. It's it's, it's gonna Saturday, be Saturday. So yeah, tomorrow or two days from now, technically September, and we're down. And you don't if you're down in September, it's tough. So I'm gonna say no. We don't catch them, but I'm not counting us out of the playoffs at all by any means. I would. It would be. I would, it would be a monumental like collapse if the Yankees don't at least get to the wild card game. But I don't. I still question this. Um, I just don't know if firing Girardi was the right choice. I really don't know. I still don't know. But we'll we'll see what happens. At the same time, Girardi was berated all of last season. They got to within yeah. one game of the World Series. I know we were one game away from the World Series again, and we we had no right. We had no right to be there. Yeah, we weren't supposed to make no the playoffs. We, we weren't even supposed to make the playoffs, and we made it to the game seven of the ALCS. Yeah, so, I just thought that was really funny. Like um, John Farrell and uh, Joe Girardi both had really pretty good seasons last year. And they uh, both can. Joe Girardi. No, Farrell, no, Farrell needed to go. Farrell did I need agree. to go. I agreed with that. But the Red Sox still won the division well. last year. So, like. Yes, because, yeah, but they didn't. They only won one game in the ALDS. Against the team. And then the, the year World before series. that, they got swept. Yeah, don't remind me. I, I, I tried to block that Cleveland series out of my head. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> he needed to go. That I man agree, he needed to go. I just thought it was really funny go. that both teams had pretty good regular seasons and they they still got canned. I, Girardi had a like Girardi was a long time coming. I guess I don't really know. I didn't think Girardi was that bad. I really didn't. No, I didn't think he was bad either. I thought the Yankee. I thought he did really well with the Yankees. I was really. I was honestly surprised that he got fired um, last year. I thought they'd give him one more year to like get it. That's what I was. That Girardi. that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Is because like okay. I don't remember if we fired him before or after we got Stan, but either uh, way, bef- that like, was before. It was before. Yes. It was, all right, we were one game away from a World Series. We plan on adding a superstar. You got one year to win a ring. Not you didn't win a ring with a team that was supposed to miss the playoffs. You're done now. That to me, that was, was like I thought they were giving one more shot. 
That's what I was thinking. Okay. And if they did, if it didn't work out this year, then this would have then been canon. Been, yes. yes. But I, I just don't get why we did it this year. I think we should have let him, let him have Judge Stanton, Gary, all them, and see what happens. And if they don't win the World Series with that team, then fire. That's what I thought was going to happen. Okay, Bryce, I have a question for you. All right. Right now, the New York Yankees are 84 and 50. Right. With this current Yankees team, barring, like, you know, the same injuries and everything, so, like, just assuming this season had gone exactly the same, but instead of Aaron Boone as manager, you still had Joe Girardi. Do you think the Yankees would be the same? Or would they have pulled in closer to the Red Sox? Or would they have surpassed the Red Sox at this point? I just don't know. Because Girardi debatably never had a team this good. We won the World Series with him, but this team might be better than that team. So I don't really know. I You're can't talking about at full that. strength, right? At full strength, no injuries. Uh, well, I was saying, like, you know, just the way the season's been going right now. Oh, so, like, the Aaron whole, Judge well, did get hurt from I, I really don't know. Honestly, I think we might be a little better, but I still think we're behind the sock. Because Girardi would probably use the bullpen right, which Boone doesn't sometimes. But, yeah, other than that, I think we'd be a couple wins higher, but not above Boston. So you think you would have caught up to Boston at this point, but not We'd quite probably so be only a couple back than, like, you know, what we are. What are we? You guys well, we are eight games tonight. back right now because you lost right now, but it yeah, could be eight we'd probably and a half. be about five games back if we were with Girardi still. Right. I'll say if the Yankees were about five games back, I would give them a. It'd be close, chance, right? But... If it was September and we were five games back, we were just six games back and we lost. Yeah, six in the oh, loss cool. column. That's right. <sighs> I don't know, man. So we lost at Detroit tonight. This is ugh. All right, so here's my thoughts about the Yankees and uh, playoffs and everything. They are eight games back, and I do think that the Red Sox have the division locked up. I think it's safe to put them there, but at the same time, the Yankees and Red Sox still play play each other seven more times, and if the Red Sox keep playing incredibly average like how they have, it's very possible that if the Yankees start surging back, if Judge starts recovering from his injury faster... Who knows? Maybe the Yankees could. I wouldn't want to rush him back either. I think that would be a terrible idea. But let's say Judge's wrist heals up within like a week or so, and he's like good to start swinging again. I think the Yankees are going to become a huge problem at that point. But at the same time, I'd be cautious with him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like you know throw him back into the starting rotation or the starting lineup rather. Well, to put it in perspective, the Yankees are nine games ahead of. A playoff spot, so they're like, oh, they're nine games ahead of Seattle, and Seattle's the team outside on the outside looking in of the AL wild card. So I wouldn't necessarily rush Judge back, especially with the deficit that they're already under. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Yeah. All right, so I think that was a very good uh, baseball talk, but now it's time for football, which we all love. And we're going to talk about Odell first. Yes, you guys made some money this week, Bryce. How about you talk about your guy Odell? He deserves... Aaron Rodgers owes me money. 
We'll get to Aaron Rodgers in a sec. But. Odell Beckham Jr. deserved every single penny of that deal. Every single cent. He deserves all of it. And I'll tell you why. This is why I think this. Because without Odell Beckham, Eli Manning would be exposed for the quarterback he is. Without without Odell. You take Odell away, that man is bottom five. Odell saves him. And that's the truth. I think Odell deserved his money as well. Uh, I, I don't believe, however, that he should be paid more than Antonio Brown. But I'm not that's not taking anything away from Odell. I think Antonio a better receiver, but we'll get uh, we'll get to that. But I think Odell deserved See why you don't blame. I'm sorry, I'm can, you, just... can you repeat that a little bit? Because my mic ju- or my uh, Discord just cut out a little bit. Oh yeah, I, oh you want me to repeat that? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna cut all this out. Um, I was. I was going to say that Odell does not deserve to be paid more than Antonio Brown. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve his money. Um, That's true. He's he's, uh, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game, and it, when healthy, um, I think he's in for a good season this year. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, and I do agree that Eli Manning would be a lot worse without him, and I would say – just about any quarterback will be worse. If they had Odell Beckham on the team and he's not there because he's hurt or something, I think every quarterback will be would like there would be a little bit of regression for for everyone because that's how good Odell is in my. All right, before Ian, you go. Uh, I just got an update on baseball. Uh, the Yankees are finalizing a McCutcheon deal. We wow. can get back to that later, but wow. I wanted to bring, wanted to bring wow. that up. So McCutcheon might be a Yankee soon. Andrew McCutcheon so, to the Yankees. Yeah, so I, I did want to bring that up, but uh, I want you to take on Odell first. Okay. So um, <laughs> I was going to say what Stryker was going to say. I was going to say that uh, I do think Odell deserves to be paid, you know, 5 mil, 95, 95 million. Um, I don't think he deserves to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Um, I agree with that. But for the time yeah. being, the only guys that I can think of that deserve to be paid higher, uh, Julio Jones is like the first of like those top wide receivers that's going to be a free agent. And he doesn't become a free agent until like 2021. So like unless he has, like restructures his contract for like an extension. Um, I don't know. Uh, he'll, he'll be the first one. I don't think Odell. I don't think Julio gets as much money as Odell from the Falcons anymore. I think because he, I think he's gonna get paid. There's a couple reasons to get paid that. more. Because like right now he's on five he year, seventy one million. If you don't think he's gonna go higher than Odell, I really don't. Because one, he's older. Two, he's had way. All right, I know Odell missed a lot of last year, but he's had way more injury problems than Odell, and he. I don't think he likes it in Atlanta, so I don't think Atlanta's going to give him that much money. So you don't think some if other they, team's going to dish out that much money? Oh no, I think some. I think another team. I, I I just don't see Julio in two or three years getting more money than Odell just got. I don't see it. I don't think so. All right, you know what? That's fair. That's that's a fair point, and I think he's going to get a big contract. 
upcoming 2021. He'll be uh, uh he'll be 32. So you know he'll probably be on his yeah, like last. He's not getting contract. Odell money at 30. Maybe maybe he won't get Odell money at that point. No. Yeah, Odell is like entering his pretty much prime at this point. Cause, like his physical prime. I would I would say I think he's he might be set as the highest paid wide receiver for. Yeah. He for is. a good few he's yeah, he's, he already has it, but I don't think anyone's going to get it. Like, maybe Michael Thomas is, could be the next one. if he, Michael if Thomas, he, yeah. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas. Or Calvin like, Ridley, too, if he's good. Mm, I don't know if he'll be good yet. I mean, he's a rookie right now. Michael Thomas is coming up on a contract here in, like, uh, two years, I want to say. Did Keenan yeah. Allen already get an extension? I don't remember. Cause I, yeah, I don't remember. I, that's why I was saying if, if Keenan Allen hasn't gotten an extension yet, when healthy, this might be one that's, of the most underrated receivers see, that, in the league. That's that's a big if, though, when he's healthy. Yeah. Because he's hurt. Yeah, because he's, 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 yeah, that sucks for him, but he's had a lot of injury problems. And bad, yeah. bad I'll, injury problems. I had to bring up Keenan Allen with my North Carolina bias. He's from the same – we live in the same city, or he used to live in the same city as me. So that's, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> um, Rodgers. Let's talk about Rodgers. He deserved every penny of his deal too. Absolutely, and he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now. He he is a word to Stephen A. He's a bad man. Bad. He, man. he is bad. He's definitely a bad. Mm, he man. is that dude. He. Oh my god. Th- if there's one thing I don't agree with this contract, I don't agree with paying quarterbacks like he's getting paid like twenty percent of the salary cap or something like that each season with I this know. deal. I'm, I it's saw like, that he might be getting – he's going to get $80 million by next March. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's nuts. That's wild. Okay. He is all money. <laughs> all right, so so this is official, I think. I'm not 1,000%, but I think the Yankees just got McCutcheon. I just saw a tweet from both of Officially, yes. the Yankees have McCutcheon. So yep. We yep. might have Ten to go back to that. From uh, New- NorthJersey.com. Andrew McCutcheon traded to New York I, Yankees to bolster outfield, per reports. So, Andrew McCutcheon is now a New York Yankee to fill Aaron Judge's me. spot. Um, if this was like, you know, 2014 Andrew McCutcheon, I'd be very scared. I, I don't think it changes much for me. But that, is, that is cool that McCutcheon's a Yankee now. Yeah, it's they said it, they said two prospect, right? Um that according to yeah, according to Joel Sherman of the New York Post, uh he said if the trade is completed, the Yankees will be sending two prospects to the Giants and Abital Avellino is one of them. So that's hmm. that's all I, that's all I seen. All right. Well, let's, let's stick to football because for me, honestly, that doesn't change anything. If yeah, back, yeah, back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, back to Rod, back to Rodgers. So bad man, Aaron Rodgers making like an absurd amount of money. He's making like thirty-three and a half million a year over and the next Quarterback four years. is a dangerous position to play, so he deserves I, it. I think, I think he deserves his contract based off of last year. And hear me out last on this year. One. Hear me I, out think it means, I think it means the year before, so like... Or, not last year, he's out most of last year. And you know how bad they were without him last that's, year, right? Yeah, now I see your point. Now that, that's you know, where I was going. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's 
he is that valuable to the Green Bay Packers, and he no, does deserve no. every bit of his money. And this dude almost never throws an interception. Like, do you? I don't he even is, remember when he, he throws interceptions. Yeah, he, he's very uh, good with the ball, for sure. I, I, I do, I do believe he deserved all of his dollars. Um, that's a lot of money, <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's set. So yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that he got all, like he deserved all. Is that. is he the best Packer quarterback of all time? Um, Man, I'm you're asking the heavy hitters tonight. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I would not want to go to. And get asked that question because you don't know. I feel like because like you can like run into answer, somebody that thinks Bart Starr is the best ever. You run into someone who thinks yeah, Bart Starr or Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Like they they've had they have a history of great quarterbacks at that position at at the QB position. They just all across like from the early Super Bowl days to now. It's but for me. I don't know. Cause... I'm taking Rodgers, I think. I'm pure talent alone. Aaron yeah. Rodgers over Favre and Star for me. Okay, yeah, so... Feel... Sorry, Striker, you go first. No, no you got it. Ian. Okay, okay. Go so, I'm going to take Brett Favre for right now, but I think in a few years from now, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers as the best Packers quarterback of all time. Because... I mean, Brett Favre's played a full career. Aaron Rodgers is, what, like two-thirds of the way through his career, maybe? Mm, about that. Yeah. So I think Aaron Rodgers, at the end of his career, will be a better, will be a greater quarterback than Brett Favre was. But I think just because Brett Favre is, like, number two on both passing yards and passing touchdowns in his career, they have the same amount of rings. I just think that, right now, Brett Favre just has the better resume. I just think, I'm just going pure talent alone. Okay. Rogers is better. Yeah, that that makes sense. Pure talent alone, Rogers is better. Yeah, yes, I would agree with that. But I think the, you know, like career wise, you got to hand it to Brett Favre as the greatest Packers quarterback of all time. So, so how about let's extend this debate? Your top five QBs in the league right now, Ian. I want to start with Ian. All right, so I'll put Tom Brady at one, just because. Homer... We're gonna stop there. Okay. We're gonna stop. Right. We're gonna stop right there because that's wrong. Number one. <laughs> I don't care I, if it's I will, opinionated, I'll, I'll it's still you. wrong. I will we will get in a screaming match about this because I will, Rogers I will destroy you. Rogers is better. Rogers is better than Tom. Right, I don't Brady I don't right want to get into this debate right now because I want to No, yes you do. When when else are we gonna get in this debate? Probably a what, lot of What them, is a be better honest. time? What is a better time than the present? Rogers is better than Tom Brady. You see, and you here's can't the thing, change though. my mind. Why do people say that? Rock, Brady, because it's true. Ever since Brady started with uh, Rodgers, when Rodgers started, or so ever ever since Rodgers started, oh, Brady's had better stats. Yeah, I've ha- I'm, I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to do about it. Listen, Rodgers, Brady goes to bed and dreams about the throws Rodgers makes. Oh, you know what? They always... I, I saw this on Twitter today because Aaron Ra- NFL made some it compilation of the best videos. It, it the, said a lot. The best clips. And I saw someone said something like that. Brady makes 8 out of 10 of those throws easily. And Brady one of them wasn't even not. a throw. So I'm going to bring up the Cardinals throw. 
in that in the playoff game. Okay, if yeah. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's not even first of all athletic enough to even get that far outside of the pocket. Number two, if I have never seen Tom Brady even try to go across his body. Number three, there is no way in hell he could even throw the ball that far while on the run and going across his body. There's just no way. Rodgers. Okay, you act like that. You act like because Aaron Rodgers could throw a ball fifty or sixty yards on a fifty-fifty play. It's not inaccurate though. It's yeah, but with Rodgers, it's not fifty-fifty. It's not fifty-fifty with Rodgers. It's like seven thirty. You have Aaron Rodgers. No, that no, no. When you have Aaron Rodgers, that's seventy thirty. That's not fifty-fifty. So are you gonna tell me that? uh, I I forgot who caught the one against Detroit where he launched it like sixty-five yards. Rogers type. That was Richard Rogers. Yeah. Richard Rogers. Yeah, so you're gonna tell me that Aaron Rodgers launched the ball sixty five yards. It's it's a completely lucky play. The Hail Mary is literally the luckiest play. Then how come he football. gets it done so much? This man it's not an accident. He's had it done four man. times and one of them was because of a defensive breakdown by your New York Giants. We're not discussing that. Yeah, one. we're not discussing that one. We ain't we'll, discussing we'll that, that one. <laughs> Another one was just we some not discussing that. push off. Bryce, there was this defensive breakdown. Okay, listen, the whole team had a breakdown that game. All yeah, right? yeah, maybe Odell should have his party t- cruise. Okay, that wasn't even. Uh, mm. We're keeping this at Brady Rogers, <laughs> not not, yeah, not we, what happened in the playoffs. You're trying to change the topic on me because you're losing. Um, I stand by what I said. I stand by what I said. Listen, man. Brady could make like... those throws. You know, you see what happened in the uh, the Super Bowl this year. Last play of the game, didn't pull through on it, but he came pretty damn close. Just like in 2012 against your New York Football Giants. Yeah, didn't have a defensive breakdown on that one, did no, he? No, no. The Patriots' defense oh. was broken down on that game. All right, it's continue, like... continue your list, even though it's tainted. All right. So I stand by Brady at one, and you can't shake me on that. Rodgers at a close two, and then Breeze at a close three. I feel like those three could be interchangeable at any position. Um, all right. I, we're going to five. So continue. We're going to five. So, okay, so at number four, um, hmm, I'll go Russell Wilson. Okay. When, you know, he has an offense because you can see that he gets no help. He is the team. offense. He gets <laughs> absolutely no help. He is the offense. <laughs> and then when when uh, when his team decides to draft a running back when they don't have an offensive line and the oh, defense yeah, that was, is mm. And a running back, not only did they draft a running back in the first round, they drafted the running back they could have gotten in the third round in the yeah. first round. So Yeah, so I think I think Russell Wilson tank season. <laughs> probably. But you they know, Russell Wilson's gonna be coming up on a contract. If they had a kicker soon. last year, they probably would have made the playoffs, which is the crazy part. Oh man, you, you know what you're right. They probably would have. They wouldn't have gotten far yeah. in the playoffs. But they no, they the would have got bounced in the first round. But. <laughs> okay. All right, who's five? Five. Who is five? Uh, I'll go Matt Ryan. Wow. I- I'm Matt a big Matt Ryan. Ryan fan. Even after last year? He wasn't even bad last year. He was, I, he was not. He had a down year, but like mm. he wasn't bad. You can't say that Matt Ryan was Bad. I mean, it's tough it to have great. your top receiver of two touchdowns, but all right, strike it. What's your top five? Um, I'm. I was all just like you guys and most everyone. I'm also on the fence with the Brady Rogers debate. 
um, I feel I'm as I, I'm I'm going to try and be uh, kind of unbiased, but I would take I'm I'm kind of like kind of like Ian Ian said he would slightly take Brady over Rogers. I will slightly take Rogers over Brady right like man. today today. But but I I I still think Tom Tom Brady's still the goat and all that definitely. Um, but Brady or excuse me, Rogers Brady, and then I would take I would take Breeze as well, uh, and then I would say no. If you gave me a top, if you made a top ten, I think I could do it. But can't do top five, say, but you could do top ten. <laughs> yeah. If you gave me ten, I think I could do it, but. Uh, well, just cut it in half. <laughs> just put your top five from that like, list. Like, like it's so hard to pick a fourth and a fifth out of like a the like the pool of quarterbacks that are left. But I would say Russell Wilson, and then uh, the yeah Matt Ryan. I think I think that's a good five for me. All right. So my number one is Aaron Rodgers, and I think I've made that clear already. Yeah, more than my two, My two is Brady. My three is actually Russell Wilson. I'm going to Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. Uh, my four is Drew Brees, and I might be reaching on this number five pick, but I'm going to give it to Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz. Ooh, yeah, you know, I was, I was fiddling between Wentz and uh, Matt Ryan. The thing is, Matt Ryan's been like, you know, He's been consistently good for a few years. Carson Wentz is in his. I know his it's, third it's year. Carson Wentz has had one great year, yes, but I just feel like he can't do it again. I believe him. I just have a hard time ranking him that high right now, but he definitely. I, he, I, I bet I, him. I'll wrong. take the risk. I'll take the risk and put him at five. I, I, I have to see why Wentz would be considered a top five QB right now because of the season he had last year. It's. It's kind of tough for him coming off the ACL and all that. So, I mean, he's already out there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's proven that he's that he's going to be a really good QB for a long time. That's that's no doubt. But it's so hard to pick five from. There's a lot of really good QBs out there that are that are not on out there that are like that we consider maybe top ten quarterbacks. But you know, I said yeah. I still think five, five is still a good number though. <laughs> All right, what's your top five wide out, Ian? I want to. My top five wide receivers. All right, this is going to be probably a little more reasonable for your standards, Bryce. So you know. Oh, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. (laughs) I'm going to take that as I'm going to take that as an insult. (laughs) Yeah, take it for what it is. Okay, so Antonio Brown number one. That's a pretty easy one. That's that's it. Should be everybody's number one. It should be. Yes, that's my number one too. Number two. I'm going to go with Julio Jones when Matt Ryan actually throws it to him. All right. Because I feel like he didn't get a lot of, as many targets last season. That's why he only had two touchdowns. But, you know, you got to remember how good he was in Matt Ryan's MVP season. All right, yeah, yeah, of course. He's a savage. Uh, number three, um, I'm going to go number three and four. is going to be like a toss-up here between OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins. All right. Because, like... Good. That's it's just you know they uh, they they're I both mean, really good and it's hard to pick one against the other because I feel like if I say one the other's gonna have a much better season than than one of them this year so I have a really a hard time picking that. 
And then, who's, then who's five then? Who is five? Who is five? Uh, I'm gonna say Michael Thomas. All right, Michael Thomas. That's a fair pick. Michael Thomas. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's definitely another name that you could throw in there, but I think Michael Thomas. I actually have a completely different five, uh, and it's not right, even uh, Keenan Allen. All right, all right. I wanna. I wanna we'll, we'll let you. Do so you want to me to go five. next? This. Want me to go next or strike? Uh, you got it. Yeah, yeah let's right. get this list, Bryce. So my number one's AB. Yeah. Not, not my number two. And this is the first the first time I'm gonna fully say this. It's not gonna be the last. I'm taking o- Odell at two. Julio mm. doesn't impress me anymore. I'm mm. taking Odell at two. Number three, I'm gonna put Julio. Number four, I'm going Hopkins. My number five, it might be outdated and it might change after this season to Michael Thomas, but for right now, my number five is AJ Green. Hmm. Mm. That man is an absolute freak. Yeah, you He's know, amazing. I, I can accept that because, like, imagine if he had someone like and his quarterbacks have not been great either. Yeah, he's and literally he's, he's still literally amazing. catching passes from Andy Dalton. And he's still been playing as a top ten wide receiver. Uh, I could definitely, you could definitely make the case for top five. He's outside of my I'm top five, but the case is definitely there to be made. It might be Michael Thomas after this year, but for right now, I'm going AJ Green at five. All right, Striker, what's yours? I would say I, we all agreed on Antonio Brown at one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I would say uh, Julio two, and the difference between the two is that I've seen like I, I think that Antonio Brown really like impacts like the Steelers winning. A little, just slightly, a little saves bit more. Big time. Ben, just like Odell saves Eli. Yeah, uh, to a lesser extent, though, because Big Ben's at least like still a pretty good quarterback. It's not like Eli, yeah. where like Eli just completely flops without Odell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was kind of on the fence for yeah. Besides AB and Julio, and I was also on the fence with DeAndre Hopkins and Odell. Uh, I would take, I would take Odell's talent just a little bit more over Hopkins. Uh, so, AB, Julio, Odell, Hopkins, and my number five is uh, my number five would be I would I would say Michael Thomas as well. Number five, I I think that's pretty good for five. That's pretty good. But yeah, you got. I mean, if there's something you wanted to say, I think Bryce was just moving on. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna move on to another position. So if you want to say something, then I go for it. Uh, now you can. All right. So running backs. Who is your top five running backs? We'll so start with striker. Um, I think like this, this is kind of tough because there are a lot of running backs that have been impacted by injuries and suspensions and things of that sort. But my number one running back in terms of, like, being, like, total, like, a really complete running back, I would say Le'Veon Bell at one. Uh, I think he's that – I think he's that talented. When when he's going to – I don't know if he's going to be on the field or not for week one because of, like, his contract and stuff. But I think Le'Veon Bell would be a solid pick for number one. And then from there, 
Uh, I think I would say, I would say, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I would say t- maybe I'd say Todd Girl too. Yes. Right. Uh, or is that? Yeah, Todd. Yeah, I'd say Todd Gurley too, and then uh, Zeke Elliott at three. Okay. Um, David Johnson at four. If if healthy, David Johnson. Yeah, then, I think this list is assuming if healthy. Yes. yes. Assume, yeah. Yeah. If all healthy. of these lists are assuming if healthy. Yes. Okay. And then my number five. Uh. I would say, I'd say LaShawn McCoy at number That's five. Good. If I can't, actually, yeah, that's actually a tough one because there could be like a break at, like a breakout season for Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt know. again, or Leonard Fournette. We got, a, we got really a lot of running back talent last year. Yeah, and we added to it even more now with Saquon. So. Yeah, Saquon's gonna yeah, be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ian, you you can go. Or you want me to go? You know, Bryce, you go. I'll take the last one this time. All right. So my number one is Bell. Of course. I mean, it's just a talent thing. He's just the best. He's the most talented back in the league. Yes. Yeah. To me, it's not a debate. Number two is Gurley. For me. My number three. I think I'm actually gonna put Zeke at three. Because Zeke. It's going to depend on the year, uh, because DJ is my four. It's going to depend on the year DJ and Zeke have for my rankings next year, but for right now, I'm going to take Zeke at three, yeah. DJ at four. And my number five, I might be reaching again, but I really think Kareem Hunt is a top that's, five back in this league. That's that's actually that's not even that bad, because he's, he's talented. He, he was insane last year, argue, and I expect him to have another great year. You could argue about nine or nine-ish running backs that, that could be top five. Yeah. That's one of them. Most I was, of the I'd, top ten could be top five. Yeah. Definitely. It, that's the beautiful thing about if running backs have, is, like, you could interchange them just about all over the place. Oh, absolutely. yeah. If you Yeah, if you think Kareem Hunt's number five, I wouldn't be that – dude, that dude's a baller. All right. Yeah, okay. So, mine. Uh, we're all in agreement. Le'Veon Bell at number one. I think when healthy, David Johnson is my number two because of That's... just how explosive he is as a player. He can rush for 1,000 yards. He can receive for 1,000 yards. He can just do everything. I think I think my ranking's a little lower because of how good Gurley's year was and how you know, he got hurt yeah, super so. early. So Yeah, but my question about Gurley is like, I don't know. They're going to use him a lot in this offense. There's no doubt about that. But I'm wondering if the addition of Brandon Cooks to the Rams offense is going to take away touches from Gurley in the I, end. I honestly doubt it. I really. I still think it. they're going to run that offense early. That dude's a workhorse. Because I really think if you stop using Gurley, golf gets exposed. So I think Gurley is going to That's, be the workhorse. That again. is possible. He's he's the ultimate safety valve. What they're trying to do in in uh, L.A. Um, he's, Gurley's top notch. I would, I would figure. Yeah. Well, my only, the only reason why I'm thinking this is because last season when Brandon Cooks was with the Patriots, the running backs didn't really get the, as many touches. And Brady was trying to find Cooks, or he was trying to find Yeah, but if that was really that big of a deal, they wouldn't have let Cooks walk so easy, so. 
Yeah, they did trade him away. They did, and they got. I, I'm not. I'm not regretting what they got out of that trade because, like, I think they did get a good. They did get a good. Sony Michelle, another no, Sony very Michelle, interesting. Sony Michelle wasn't from that trade. He wasn't. That wasn't. The, he wasn't from that trade. Actually, the person they got from that trade went down. Yeah, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. So, which is which really sucks because you know he, that does. He he, it does. he wasn't supposed to be a starter. He was supposed to be like a third string start the year, but you know you don't want you don't want to get hurt within your first couple of weeks of being yeah, exactly. a pro. So, all right, all right. So I got my number five. Um. This kind of goes to what Strike has said about how like the top five or the top ten so really, and we can go into the top five. Um, I'm really liking Leonard Fournette. I really mm. like Leonard Fournette. I think I do too. That might be he's a bit of a reach, but I think he scratches Fournette. the five. Fantasy. Wait, I didn't people. even mention the four, did I? Well, yeah. you might. I just want to say this though: <laughs> if you're playing fantasy, get Fournette. He is going to get an insane amount of touches. Yeah, Especially, I actually landed him in a trade. So like, oh, that's close. I traded like Zeke and uh, Jimmy. No, I got Jimmy Graham in this trade. So I traded Zeke, and I want to say Zach Ertz for Leonard Fournette, Jimmy Graham, and Sony Michelle. Oh, you're you robbed him, I think. No, nah, I mean it's a, it's a dynasty league, so Sony Michelle is going to be nice for oh. a developmental thing. They're dumb dynasty league. Yeah, this is my first one, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I've never done it before. I'd like to do it sometime. Shout out to the right, PSF so Dynasty League. Um, <laughs> finish your uh, finish your list. <laughs> and then, so I, I had Zeke at four, and then Fournette at five. But I think I just skipped, I skipped over Zeke because we were talking about Gurley. So Zeke is four for you. Yeah. So and, just to recap my Fournette's list: five. Le'Veon Bell at one, David Johnson at two, Todd Gurley at three, Ezekiel Elliott at four, and then Leonard Fournette at five. All right. So we all pretty much got the only people that are different in our list are the are the fifth person because I've hung uh, Striker and McCoy knew it from that right and those are all respectable so yeah I I couldn't go wrong with any of those guys that you mentioned yeah if you got uh, any of those gonna, guys you're good we're gonna shorten tight ends the to top three because we've been talking football for a while and tight ends a pretty weak position I think nowadays so top three tight ends uh, who want to go first. Why don't you go first, Bryce? I all right. If you want me to go first, go my it. number one tight end is Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's not. It has to be Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end. Number two, and it's close. I'm going Travis Kelsey. And my number three is Zach Ertz. So listen, that's my top three. All right. Is is that all in agreement? Uh, well, mine's pretty much the same, except, so I got Gronk at one, and I got Kelsey at two, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Greg Olson at three. Greg Olson, okay, that's respectable. Yeah, you know, I mean, easily, easily a top five, and, you know, it's hard, it's hard to judge tight ends, because they all pretty much... I mean, the, a lot That's of them a weird play the position. Same, and it's like a weird position because it's like wide receiver, but at the same time, there's just it's, so many. It's also an extension of the line. So. Right, so it's like, you know, you, you take the wide receiver and then you mix an offensive lineman and, and then you got tight ends. There's only so much that those guys can do. Zach Ertz is definitely one of those guys that, like, he's really good. But I feel like Greg Olson is just better at what he does. He's a better blocker, better catcher, better route runner. Zach Ertz is probably my number four guy, don't get me wrong. But I feel like when it comes to like the top three, I feel like my top three is just pretty much Gronk, Kelsey, Olsen. 
right. Striker, what you think? I agree. Gronk, Kelsey, Olsen. All right. All right. That, that was pretty easy. But, so, I, but, what I, uh, but what I do say is that I believe the gap between Gronk and Kelsey is a lot larger. Oh, I it's agree there's, like, there's a pretty large gap between Gronk and Kelsey. I don't yes. think there is. I really don't think there is. So you're going to tell me that when Gronk and Kelsey are both healthy, it's not that much of a difference. Kelsey, you got to understand, man. Kelsey is really, really good. Oh, I know he is. Well, I, think now, away from I think now that he has, he might have a better quarterback than Alex Smith now. So I think people start to see that he's closer to Gronk than people think. Yeah, that, that totally, it, it totally makes sense. But like, I still think there's a considerable gap between Gronk and everyone else, just because it's Gronk. You know, he's explosive. Yeah. You know, you gotta Gronk, put, you gotta Gronk have double special, coverage on Gronk. For sure. All right, I think now it's time. It's time to move on to what I think is my favorite topic that we came up with. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Topic. What does each of our NBA teams need to do to win a ring in five years? So, I'm a Knicks fan. Ian's a Celtics fan. And poor Stryka is a <laughs> fan. So we're gonna let Ian we're gonna go Ian go first and I would love to see how far he can drag this because it's literally they only have to do one thing. So Ian, go ahead. What did the Celtics have to do to win a ring before twenty twenty three? They just have to outlast the Golden State basketball warriors. That's that's literally it. Yeah, that took now, I, seven I, I think we can we can I can ask you a couple questions because we're literally only like not even a minute in, and you're already done. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty much it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, would you? We talked about this a little before we started recording. Would you have traded for Kawhi no. if you're the Celtics? No, I wouldn't. Have. No, because like, can you explain? Kawhi's why? a great player. He's easily a top player in the NBA. But why would you do that when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who people were saying, like, oh, trade Jalen and Jason for Kawhi Leonard. I just don't see why you would do that. You have two of the best young prospects, one of two of the best young players in basketball. Not really prospects, but, you know. The reason why I agree with you is because Kawhi... I think at this point is a rental and he is not worth a rental for Tatum and Brown. Right. If you were keeping Kawhi for like four or five years, maybe, but he's a rental right now. So I wouldn't have given up Tatum or Brown either. Yeah. Cause like, why would you get Kawhi for a year when you could get like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown for like three or four years? And that's all considering like, you know, that they want to stay in Boston Afterwards, right. you can sign them to like you know larger deals. Uh, it's going to be a bitch to keep it under the luxury tax threshold and everything like that. It's really like I don't know because like you're going to have to do it within five years. I don't think five years from now you might not be in ring position anymore. But I think with I think with the way the Celtics are right now, I think they're you know, I they're think the Warriors. The East. I think we they will about this get last one. podcast where like we were talking about the East. Oh yeah, they're going to win the East. And sure. I think they can put up a fight with the Warriors. It's going to be an uphill battle, but I think they can put up a fight. They know? can't beat the Warriors. I think they'll put I up a fight. I think they can put up a fight. I think the Celtics can. Oh, I said, I, I said uh, Warriors in six, which is certainly a fight. 
But that's, I, that's, I, that's I would say that's pretty respect. I would say that's about right. Right. If you can take as of, as of today, I mean, what we've seen the last two years, yes, that is very respectable. Oh six games okay. because <laughs> because the last two finals have been over in the blink of an eye. So it's crazy that yeah, it's but that's a little off topic. It's still crazy that LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, which is a pretty good would. A really it's a good trio, good big three, but it's not going to stand up to a game. big four. And that's because they had the greatest shooting in the history of the NBA Finals. They would have won if Kyrie was a Cav this year and was healthy. They would have won. It would have been at least a six-game series because they would have won Game One. Yeah, and they probably would have won Game Three. Yeah, they wouldn't have had to rely on J.R. Smith's drunk ass in game one. Yeah, yeah, but... And then they would have taken another game in the series moment. at that point. But I still think they lose in game never, I will never forget that. Ever. No, that's that iconic. Was, I'm going to tell was, my grandkids about that. Day. That was iconic. If we're being honest, was that the most iconic moment of this no. year's NBA Finals? Oh, of this year's NBA Finals? Yes, of course. Like, Because that's I the only thing people will else. remember. Nobody cares if the Warriors won. They were going to win anyway. I, I think we knew that right. we knew that in like July, you know. Yeah. So it was like that was probably one of the funniest and most iconic moments. I think of probably the last couple finals, other than of course the three one. Yeah, three one. That'll always live in infamy. Oh, our our grandkids' grandkids are gonna know about the three one. Yeah, I'll probably like when I have a house or something. I'll probably have like. I'll probably have, like, a little, like, you know how, like, you know, those super religious families will have, like, something about, like, Jesus Christ on, like, their doorsteps or something? You're just going to have a character of LeBron (laughs) blocking Iguodala? (laughs) No, 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 I was going to say, I was going to say, or it's, like, uh, like, at the entrance of their homes, they'll say, like, Jesus lives here or something like that. It would be like that, but it would just say Warriors blew a three to one lead. No, it just should be back to Iguodala for the layup. Blocked by James. He'll block by James. (laughs) Yeah, that, that, something like that, that'd be perfect. All right. Little, so little I think the this, this, well, we had to because the Celtics was just like one thing. Yeah, we had, we had to we had to stretch the Celtics <sighs> out a little bit because. Okay, so I'm so a Knicks easy. fan. As I said, it's a very depressing life sometimes. What we have to do to win a ring in before 2023, um, which is technically four years, but we're gonna go with that. Um, 2019 is a big year for us. Because we either are going to spend our money correctly, or we're getting Jakeem Noah. <laughs> <laughs> and with Phil Jackson gone, I don't think we're going to have another deal like that. No more Lamar oh, I, I pray to the basketball gods that we don't have another deal like that. Um, it's You know, he got suspended for PEDs, by the way. Seriously. Yeah, that's true, right. story. true story. True story. Which is incredible to me. <laughs> um, yes, we need to spend our money correctly this time. Because I don't remember what the numbers are exactly, but I think we can either... We can we have one max slot for sure, but I don't know about two. I really think the most realistic thing that could happen for us is getting Butler, I think. Butler doesn't like it in Minnesota. He he, he wants out. New York's it, place. It appears that way. I, I would think that if there's one guy that the Knicks are going to land in free agency, it'll probably be Jimmy Butler. It, I, 
You know, people speculate on KD too, but I just mm. don't see KD. I don't see KD going to the Knicks. I mean, it could happen. I see KD going to the Wizards at some point, maybe because really? he's from DC. He's from DC, so mm. yeah, he is from the DC area. Um, I feel like Butler's the most realistic free agent. That's mo- that. I think he's the free agent most likely to. I. Think about that, though. Frank and Butler. Frank and Butler is probably the best defensive backcourt in the league in in two years. Wouldn't you you guys agree with that? Yeah, Um, I I could agree with that, yeah. Because Frank has already proven that he can hang with some very good offensive talent. I'm still on the Frank. I'm, I'm, I don't I believe know it. if I am. This next year is huge for me on that bandwagon. Well, I'm, like, I see I'm like on every player's bandwagon. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the Boris Diaw bandwagon. You guys know. Oh, I I know, I know you're on the Boris <laughs> Diaw bandwagon, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh man, I don't know why. I, I'd love for you to explain that, but it, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, Frank. This year is going to be huge for Frank. I want to see how Fizdale use Frank, uses Frank because is he going to use him at one? Is he going to use him at two? If we get Butler, could we play him at two, Butler at the three, and draft a point guard in the draft? Because that's another thing. We have to tank this year. We have to lose games. We cannot be good. Do not try to win <laughs> games. Please go 0-82 or something. Just... <laughs> Like, dude, don't win games. Just get a top. I pick. feel like you guys would be all right with that because y'all still. Oh, I would be fine with the one pick as long as we get the one pick. If we go, I mean, and that's right. Get, like, you have to get through the pick. lottery. Oh my I god! Mean, yeah, imagine, imagine lottery, taking just to get to the okay. lottery. And as of right like, now, Emmanuel Moody, like legit. That's another thing. Have. Like, that's, uh, no, I mean Trey Burke. Unless we had four, we had four point guards. Yes, we had four point guards last year. And Jeff Hornacek had no idea what he was doing. We had we had Jarrett Jack, Moutier, Treyberg, and Frank all in the rotation. Like, how is that going to work? Because the only person that can play the two out of those names is like, well, I guess Treyberg and Frank. But oh my goodness, I don't know what we were doing last year. Um, Kevin Knox has to shine. I think if Kevin Knox goes off this year and has a good rookie year, that's going to attract a big name. Definitely. So, and KP, I I don't know what we should do with KP. I don't think I'd play him that much, but I think you should play him a little bit to show that he, you know, can still play. Play. I would only play him in, like, national TV games, to be honest. <laughs> Like any any team that any game that's not national TV, just don't. Just bubble wrap them. Yeah, just bubble wrap them. Don't yeah, even, bubble wrap them. Put them in stores. Don't even go on the sideline like Kyrie in Game Seven, bro. Just just stay home and watch, bro. Um, yeah, just play my Christmas. That's it. The only game he plays this year will be on Christmas. That's our that's our Christmas present. Christmas present. Getting to see KP play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Knicks do have one max spot, I believe. One max spot. I mean, it depends what we do in the draft, you know? Because I don't know what pick we're going to get, and I haven't really uh, looked at prospects yet. So, I, you know, to be fair, this year I really did want Mikael Bridges. Um, but Kevin Ooh. Knox balled out in the summer league, so we'll see. He showed some signs, definitely. 
Yeah, he definitely showed that he, special. he can ball for sure. And we needed we need a small forward. So I don't know what the hell we're gonna do with Tim Hardaway Jr. We probably should trade him because we gave him like seventy million dollars. <laughs> I don't know what what it is in us giving mediocre players seventy million dollars, but we just love it. We're we're the most intellectual team in basketball. We ch- we we drafted Tim Hardaway Jr. Then he left. We didn't leave. I think we might have traded, traded him. to Atlanta. We traded him to Atlanta, and then we paid him like 70-something million dollars. Yeah, he became back. a free agent, and then y'all paid him. Y'all gave him a yeah. full year of We are the deal. most intellectual team in basketball. <laughs> Why keep somebody on a rookie deal when you can just give them $70 million, right? Exactly. Um, we got to get Noah. Noah's got to get out of here. I feel I like the wave and stretch provision is the only way he's getting out of yeah, I mean, I'll take it at this point. Yeah. I don't know what we do with Cantor and Robinson, though, because Robinson looked really good in Summer League. If you fu- if you can find someone that wants to get cap space for next summer, Cantor's contract is so perfect. Cantor is oh, he's such a cornball, too. <laughs> I I, I like him. I like him and all, but he's, he is super corny, bro. Um, it sucks what's happening to him uh, in Turkey and stuff. I, I don't want to go that far because that yeah, that's, that's awful. yeah, definitely definitely not. But yeah, he's he's kind of a cornball, bro. <laughs> I don't know. He's you're gonna just to, take... you're trying to be nice. I know you're trying. I listen. Man. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I just sorry about that. I just got a notification from the great one. Woj, a Woj bomb has been Uh-oh. announced. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Announced that Woj bomb. Houston has traded Ryan Anderson and their pick, their uh, draft pick, DeAnthony Melton, to the Phoenix Suns for Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. That I is. Mean- that that's is, big. That's big for next year too, because now the Rockets are going to have some more cap space. Well, so now, they did now pick up. Hold on, let me. Mellow. Mellow's was like a max. No, it was not. Max. No, he's it was, got a vet. It was a veteran mid. It was a veteran mid, right? I think. Yes, I think it was a veteran minimum from. Uh, yeah, veteran minimum from Houston. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's interesting. They finally found a place for Ryan Anderson. And yeah. Good for, good for them. And Marquise Chris is is super athletic and fun to watch. So, yeah, they still the thing is they still have to they will have to pay Brandon Knight for this season and so next now season. Mello is definitely not coming off the bench. He's definitely starting yeah, well, definitely, now. Yeah, definitely start Mello now. <laughs> yeah, you have to now. You got who else is there? You're gonna start like I don't even know. I don't know the death of the Rockets. <laughs> you start Eric Gordon I, I at, the, at the four. <laughs> that's that small ball. <laughs> like, well, they, they had P.J. Tucker who started the... Like, do they still have P.J. Tucker? I wasn't yes, sure. Yes, they do. Okay, yes. they'll probably start at the four then, play Mel at the three. But yeah, but, I, I can't believe the Rockets actually... I can't believe, why can't we do that with Noah? There is hope. There, there is, is hope. hope. This proves it. This proves we it. Hope. Hope. This is proof. This is proof. Noah can be moved. Don't doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we should uh, we should make sure that uh, Nick's management sees this. Yes, please, please show Dolan. Please see this, James Dolan. Yes, please show Dolan, Mr. Dolan. By the way, Dolan, 
I really wanted, I really liked Willie Herman Gomez, by the way. That hurt my feelings when you traded him for a second round pick. <laughs> oh, this is the perfect transition. Uh, actually, I was gonna, I was gonna I, wait for one thing about. I wanted to say one thing oh, about Dylan first. Uh, hands off, Kyrie. He's ours. <laughs> no, there is no limit to where our our free agent max contract hands go next year. Because the Knicks are intellectuals. We are intellectuals. If we end up giving anybody but Butler, Kyrie, or Katie money, I am going to be very upset. That's all I'm going to say. What we yeah, need, to, we just need to. I don't know. In five years, I think. I don't think we'll be ready for a chip in five years, and our, whatever we do in free agency this year is just going to lead us to uh, losing in the playoffs for a couple of years. So I don't know. I don't see us winning the championship in the next five years. So I'm going to toss it to Stryka and the Willie Her- Herman Gomez Steeler. What do the Hornets need to do to win a ring in five years? Yeah. Uh, pray that we get some draft luck. Um, you have not recently yeah i would say yeah, that their not, luck's been less than ideal yeah we're, we're not going to talk about Devin booker and <laughs> donovan mitchell and, and uh we'll go further back kobe oh that's Ooh, really far that's, back. that's way back that's like that's, before like, our time. that's a throwback before my time too um that was, that was 21 years ago now yes i don't think my parents even knew each other 21 years ago so that's why uh, 2012, the draft lottery getting rigged. Uh, we shout out, shout out, shout out to David Stern for always rigging the draft lottery for the Knicks. I appreciate that. Adam Silver, <laughs> next year, please follow suit and give us number one. Follow tradition. Follow we, the tradition. You want to know how sad my franchise? My team won seven games and did not get the number one pick in the. That's, yeah, that's one thing I don't like about, about the lottery that. is like. I mean, you technically you're really did. Fun. You're old. I mean, the you kind of did. We got the number two pick, and it ended up being the worst jump shooter in the history of Earth. Not named. I'm not gonna go there. Uh, <laughs> um. I mean, technically, yeah. your the Hornets did technically get AD, but it just wasn't the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, that was yeah. rough. <laughs> I mean, I am not, not wrong. wrong. Whoa, whoa, man. I, it that was hurt. It was the Hornets. It just wasn't the Charlotte Hornets. It wasn't the right Hornets. That took years off of my life. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sure it hurts now, every that, day. That, but... that, very, that hurts a lot. It hurts so much. Uh, but in, in reality, to win a championship in the next five years, just like you said about the Knicks, it's not as highly unlikely that that's going to happen, but to do it, we would have. I believe that we would have to start over, and that means oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it yeah. would have to start with starting over, and that means finding somewhere for Kemba Walker to be traded to. Out, I, I think, in my opinion, it's a little bit biased, but in my opinion, Kemba Walker has the most team-friendly contract in the NBA. He's a two, he's an He's an all-star that's getting paid twenty or excuse me, twelve million dollars. All these guys are getting like, all the guys on the Knicks are getting paid more than this dude, Kemba Walker. So, no, no offense, but you, I think you should trade him. Teased a lot with the Kemba Walker. It feels like every do <laughs> every single off season, I feel like Kemba Walker's name comes up. 
And every yeah, single trade awesome. deadline, every trade deadline, Kemba exactly. Walker, is he on the move? And he probably should be. you got to get picks for him, I think, at this point. I, he's he's so great. He's the, maybe the greatest player to ever wear a Hornets uniform. Not, like, in terms of, like, the all-time – like, Alonzo Mourning played for us. How dare you disrespect Al Jefferson like that? <laughs> uh, actually, I'm disrespecting Boris Diaz. I mean – Boris DL. Please explain uh, this now. We have time. Yeah, we got time. Explain explain this the bandwagon of Boris DL. It re- well, it really centers around the fact that people used to think that I look like him. I, I still kinda do. <laughs> I, I mean I, I don't know if that's an insult. For- I mean it was, like I was like I was playing basketball like in Mar- Do you play was, like him? I kinda do actually. <laughs> <laughs> but except I'm a really good I'm not don't mean to boast, but I'm really good at shooting threes. That's about yeah. it. Uh much but I can pass like him. Uh but I've always been a fan of his I it just centered around how big he is and how he can move, he can pass like almost no big man could ever pass. Well, he, was, he was kinda like one of the first uh stretch fours, honestly. Think about what Draymond Green is right now. It's like okay, he was never that good on defense, but no, no, I'm not talking about the defense. The defense definitely not. I'm talking about a guy who can shoot a little bit, can pass a little bit, can also rebound too. He gets you a few like big buckets if you if you need it. Um, like one of those type of like all around like four stretch fours. Like you know, I feel like yeah. Boris Diaw was kind of a pioneer of that, but. There's more in the past as well, like Arvita Sabonis and plenty of others. Steve Novak. <laughs> Steve Novak. <laughs> Nick's legend. Nick's, Nick's legend. I will never forget the Bargiani trade ever, okay? I That will sting in my head forever. Yeah. That but, Bargiani deal. But yeah. I, I, but in terms of the Hornets, I don't think we win a championship in the next five years. But basically, to have a chance, we would have to reboot the franchise, and that starts with trading Kemba. I, I have to admit, much as it hurts to admit. Who else is on there that like you can think you can get value for? Jeremy Lamb is another player that Jeremy I think Lamb? Give... probably get a pick or two for him. Jeremy Lamb is getting paid seven million dollars. It's an expiring contract. I feel like any team that needs a bench score got to call us up and do a deal I mean, with Jeremy. Some Lamb. teams that are interested in Kemba Walker would be he'd be a bench scorer too for them. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like if we could get a, get some good picks back, that would be. Well, you'd have to trade him to a really, tanking team. That yeah, that is a fair point. But um, like the Nets or something, finesse the Nets more picks. Oh my goodness! What if? Man, what if we pulled with the Celtics pool? I don't think you have an, a good enough GM for we that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have we don't have like the yeah, Kyrie no deal was a heist, but that what Ainge did to the Nets is uh, it's not even legal anymore. What he did to the Nets because you can't even trade two first round picks like in consecutive Nets, years because of I'm that. I'm so sorry for the Nets. I cannot believe Danny Ainge did the Nets like I that. can't believe they thought the corpse of. 
Ray Allen, the corpse of Kevin Garnett, and like whoever else they got was gonna get them like a championship. It was yeah, no, it was Garnett and Pierce. Oh yeah, the corpse of Pierce. Uh, he, he ruined the Nets. It, it should and be illegal Nets, what he did. But the, ne- it, but the it, Nets it, made it out of there. The Nets made it out. The Nets should not even be in Brooklyn. Go back to New Jersey, man. There should be like, one I, New York team. I, it should be. I was, I'm still weirded out by the fact that they are in Brooklyn. Why are they? That makes no sense, man. New Jersey. Just like I also think own. there should be there should be a team in Seattle again. Oh, absolutely, yep, absolutely. They deserve a franchise. Sure. Seattle deserves an NBA franchise. Thousand percent. Bring the Sonics back. Move the Kings out there. Who cares? Put the Kings. Put the Kings I was advocating Seattle. for the Clippers to move out there. Clippers mm. or Kings, actually. Clippers, I don't know. Clippers I think, haven't I think done the shit either, sense, to be honest. But I think so, the Clippers, yeah. Clippers are the Kings. Put them in Seattle. Clippers are the Kings. Move them to Seattle. Because, you know, Seattle wants a team. No, Everyone in L.A. is a Lakers fan. Yeah, nobody like, cares about the Clippers. Like, the Clippers had their chance and... In 2015 was their chance, and they blew it. They had a couple of chances because they had Blake, Paul, and but, Jordan. For but a I, long time. I feel like 2015 was their biggest chance, though. Yeah, it probably was by far. Yeah, but the Warriors, man. Maybe they're until uh, let's see, the Clippers are actually the last Western Conference team to beat the Warriors in a playoff series. So, mm. would mm. you believe that? <laughs> I mean, I would actually because they were pretty good. It was in Game 7, that's right. Um, I just think Seattle should have an NBA team again. They were awesome. Supersonics? Kidding me, man? Think about how things will be so much different. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, man. Oh, yeah, those are good times. How different things would be. I don't know. There are a lot of things that... There are a lot of moments that I feel really like shaped what the Lakers NBA is. Lakers versus Sonics would be a great. Oh yeah, definitely. Rivalry. I think Portland so. versus Seattle might be good because Portland and Seattle are really big rivals with uh, Major League Soccer already. So I feel like that could translate into basketball as well. It, it probably could because Portland, Portland's starting to get this idea that they're like the victim in every situation. <laughs> like they, like Damian Lillard and McCollum, like dude, KD just went on McCollum's podcast and started spitting facts, and McCollum got offended. So I, I don't know. They're they're kind of like the the poor me Trailblazers, not really the poor one Trailblazers. <laughs> That's okay. That was the best joke so far. That was good, dude. That was really good. Um, I feel like there should. I feel like I'm. I might put up on my Twitter. I might put up like a put up or shut up list for teams and players that need a Portland a and McCollum and Lillard. Number it one, might, it might have to be named after the. Then I would say I would like preface it with maybe those two, and then like John Wall and Bradley Beal. More, they're, more they're John the same. Wall. The Wizards and Blazers is like the Spider Man pointing at himself meme. Like they're literally <laughs> the same. They're the same thing. It's. Yeah, mediocre, would, and they can't get out of their. Conference. I would, yeah. So if if I had to make an NBA version of it, I would the Blazers and Wizards and well, the Blazers. Okay, Lillard and McCollum talk way more trash of, of, among the league than Wall and Beal do. 
Rowan, yeah, yeah, Rowan and Beal gonna... talk trash to each other more than they do like the league. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort it out. I'm I would say those two, but yes, more Portland, more so Portland than Washington. But I feel like another team that I need that needs to perform is the Bucks. I need to see them do something. I don't know. I I but don't I see the Bucks. I know, I know. I know it's not like I don't see the Bucks doing. Like I don't see the Bucks being like really, really. I just need to see them win one playoff series. That would be nice to see them win at least one playoff series. Yeah, because because we're starting. We might have to start questioning Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't want to do that because he's such a great player. He, I don't know if he has enough help. I really don't. I don't know if he. I don't know because they, you know. So I think no. I think Bledsoe Chris Middleton's is really good though. Middleton is question. good. Bledsoe underperformed. They don't yeah, have Parker yeah. anymore. Eric uh, Bledsoe getting his they did. taken from him by a backup point guard is yeah, still that was not head. good. That was not a good look. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe with Brook Lopez, they can make a little noise. Well, yeah. All right. All right, so we're going to transition into final thoughts. And for the second week in a row, we have a very um, angering and saddening at the same time final thought involving the NCAA, NCAA and their handling of the Michigan State Larry Larry Nassar um, situation. They pretty much publicly said that Michigan State did not know a thing about what was going on. Yeah, and I have a hard time believing that. It's impossible to believe something like that. I'm sorry. It's Larry Nassar molested like 116 girls or something like that, and there's, just there's not no a chance way. There's no way this one isn't one of them didn't up. step up. There, this has to be a cover up, and I think I just think, what is it going to take for the NCAA to have morals? Is is my question. What I'm hoping to come out of this, and this is going to sound bad until I explain it, I hope that the NCAA's ratings tank because of this. Because if there's one thing that's going to, you know, get an ounce of credibility out of these guys and an ounce of accountability out of them, it's going to be these scandals and how it's going to make the, the ratings tank. So, you know, if that's what it's got to take, then, I mean, shit. I just want to see some accountability. And it's probably going to get a lot worse before it gets a whole lot better, seeing how the NCAA is treating this. I just... You can go, Striker. Uh, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, I think that it's, it's a shame that the NCAA has been handling things wrong pretty much all year, and September is in two days, and it's... Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a two days. Uh, and I don't get what the NCA The NCA's image is so bad right now, and this just made it a billion times worse. And it's... I'm, I'm actually... I'm happy that Larry Nassar got what he deserved out of... Because what he did is despicable. can't be tolerated by anybody. It's just... It's really bad. Really bad look for, for just about for the for the NCAA honestly. Yeah, this is a oh, terrible it's, look. It's, for him. 
it doesn't look good for anybody involved. Yeah, and, definitely. And Larry, I mean, Larry Nassar was never going to get a good image out of this anyway, of course. Uh, he's just, uh, he's absolutely. just the lowest of low scum of the earth. But I just can't believe the NCAA didn't do anything. Like, there, there's no way nobody knew. And the NCAA is like, yep, no one knew. We, we did a thorough investigation and no one knew. They probably asked, like, six people. Yeah, for all we know, they could have asked, like, someone on the street or something. Like, somebody that goes, somebody, somebody, somebody that just lives near events. campus or something. Just some average dude from New York, or from Michigan. I don't know why I was yeah. asking New York. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's unbelievable. For all we know, it could have been an average person from Honestly, yeah, I mean, dude, the way the way, they probably just like they probably brought in a couple shareholders from some, you know, some Fortune five hundred company or something. Yeah, and it's like, the hey, bottom- did you did you know about Larry Nassar before it went public? Uh, nope. All right, thank you for your time. <laughs> but the bottom line is, with the whole with that situation, with the Urban Meyer situation, is just it's just really it's just really a bad look for the NCAA right now. Yep. And you, it's on you top mentioned of this. It's not even September, and they've already yeah, made yeah, themselves with awful toys. Yet, and the NCAA continues to shove its face into the ground. It's it's, it's incredible really that nobody's challenged him and tried to take him out yet, other than maybe Levar Ball. But I I don't know if anybody takes that serious. Hey, if Levar Ball can do something about it, then all the power to him. Absolutely. This this. This corporation needs to go as a whole. You you guys mentioned earlier that everyone's like boycotting the NFL. Anthem yeah, if you want something to boycott, boycott, yes. boycott the NCAA because they deserve it. The NFL doesn't deserve to be boycott. Maybe like, you know, lose viewership because of how soft their rules are now. But the NCAA deserves a full on boycott for how they handle their situations. Yeah, trust me, the NCAA is a whole lot worse. Oh, it's- the NCAA is is beyond corrupt. And I, I've said this before, it is the second worst organization only behind FIFA. Uh, and as a, as a huge soccer fan, I... FIFA is the I'm worst totally organization in, in sports. But we're talking about the NCAA. Yeah, yes. you made that pro- you made that point too last pod. Boss. I, I did, I did it, say it, that. It's absolutely it's still correct. true. The FIFA is terrible. Yeah, FIFA. That whole thing with Seth Blatter and all that. Oh it's, yeah, that was terrible. That was very very bad. But that like, but the NCAA, their image is at maybe the lowest of all time lows. It's it, it might be at this point because we're supposed to be. This is a time where college football season is back and everyone's excited and we're we're like we're really happy to see college football back and we're trying to think of who's going to be in the college football playoff in January but instead the NCAA's got to mess up something else it's mm-hmm. just really bad uh, it's just awful all right well we're going to end the, the this show on a happy note so, you know, we don't look like we're bitter. Um, Stryka, thank you so much for coming on and being our first guest. Yes, thank you so much. This is... We, I, 
This is We're great. honored to have you. You are you are a Twitter legend, my friend. So again, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having on. Being a little too kind, but it's <laughs> it's but but yes, I'm very happy that you guys have first guest. And it's actually it's an honor it's an honor for me to be your first guest. So well, thank you so much again. Uh, and this was really fun. Hey, it was our pleasure. All right. So you can follow Strika on Twitter at StrikaNation24 underscore. He uh, yes. tweets a lot about sports. And, you know, I feel like he's a great follow. I actually only recently started following him because he followed me. But uh, this is, <laughs> this is going to look like a, this is a really good follow, I think. And I think I don't, if you're want, I don't want the ego, but this, I, did, I did bring Strika on. Yeah, Bryce did. So, Bryce, you deserve so. all the credit in the world for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot to you, Bryce, and to Ian, to no, both of you. It's really no, for, dude. We we you can come back anytime. We Absolutely, love to have. Absolutely, you. and I definitely will be coming back. Of course. Absolutely beautiful. All, All right, right so I think that's gonna thanks wrap you. it up for the third ever episode of I'm Walking Here. My Thank name's you Ian for Cusick. listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian M Cusick, spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz. Like we said, you can follow Strika at StrikaNation24 underscore. And that'll do it. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.